0: slimes this is another episode of the bb chronicles this is one of the latest episodes one of the latest late night episodes that you will ever hear it is officially 1203 a.m it is sunday december the 4th now it is late it is lately but i'm still going to be able to do my uh predictions for week 13 I hope everybody's had a great week. Uh, Today is the start of a new week. So, yeah, you could probably say I hope everybody had a great week. Uh, College football was fun. At least the championship Saturday was good. I was happy to see Utah pull off the upset on Southern Cal. Don't ask why. I know right now there's a lot of drama going on with Alabama and TCU. Who's going to get that final playoff spot? I would like to hear somebody's predict uh, predictions, uh, uh, opinions towards the college football playoff. But for now, we are we are just rolling along with the NFL season, and Week 13, ladies and gentlemen, might be one of the very best weeks of football that I can remember. It is loaded. The Thursday night game between. Buffalo and New England was was it was a hell of a game, uh, but it was a lot of, of what we had expected. But it, again, a big matchup. It's a rivalry game. Patriots, uh, Bills. Patriots are obvious. I I don't believe the Patriots are out of it. They're was six and six right now. The Bills are, the Bills are a Super Bowl contender. The Patriots are not. But other than that, let's get to Sunday's games. It is going to be one of the most loaded group of games that you that you could ever find so much playoff implications games that are gonna feel like playoff games with playoff atmosphere teams who've met each other before teams who haven't met each other before yeah just unbelievable interesting matchups that we're about to we're about to get this week of starting tomorrow starting tomorrow and bear with me i am i am going to do my very best I'm not trying to fall asleep in this podcast. Uh, thankfully, I'm interested enough that I won't. But anyway, let's get used. To, let's let's cut to the fucking chase. know, with the bullshit, huh? So first game, Pittsburgh Steelers at Atlanta Falcons. Neither team is dead when it comes towards the playoff race. Pittsburgh's one of the harder teams to predict. I had them losing to Indianapolis last week. I thought Indianapolis was a much hungrier team, more prime being a playoff spot, and Pittsburgh still pulled away. Kenny Pickett's playing a lot better. He's gonna have he's gonna have an opportunity to rebound. Well not rebound, build off of his pretty good performance against Indianapolis. And he's gonna play against the team, against the defense who's not very good um pressuring the quarterback. That, that should be some uh, promising news for Kenny Pickett this is one of those games where he's gonna have to show out he, look Pittsburgh I don't I don't expect this team to be in the playoffs I really don't but this even how do want to explain it Kenny Pickett still has to play well towards the rest of the year to build off of it to next year this is this is this is basically reps for him. This is going to be his showcase to, de- to determine whether this team is confident enough to make him the, the, the franchise starter, or at least a starter for next year. But Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons, one of the oddest teams in the league. They are one of the best run teams in the league. The Pittsburgh defense is about to be tested like crazy. It is going to be tested like crazy. The odds for this game? To open up, we're Atlanta minus one. Now it's Pittsburgh minus one. I, I I think odd makers are looking at this and saying, you know, Pittsburgh is not a bad team. They were not, they're not a bad team. They're starting to get a lot much health, um, a lot much healthier. I'm rolling with. This is this is a tough one. This is a this is a tough one. But you don't trust either team. You don't trust either team. I think. Pittsburgh is going to be able to keep Mariota off his off his game. Not that it's impossible to do so against Marcus Mariota, but this is a uh, this is a brutal game to predict. This could go either way. I'm taking Pittsburgh. I'm taking Pittsburgh. I, I believe if Kenny Pickett has himself a good game, they have an opportunity. I know I understand. I understand Atlanta's probably gonna get their 150 rushing yards in this game. R- rushing yards. Big rushing performances of 150, 200 yards don't always win you games. as the Chicago Bears. So I'm sticking with Pittsburgh. If Pittsburgh wins this game, they're actually in a considerable position to make the postseason, believe it or not. I doubt that. But this is a must win for Atlanta, too. This is a must win. They want to keep their playoff hopes alive. You have to win a game like this. Tampa Bay's playing the Saints this week, too. On Monday Night Football, this is going to give him an opportunity to maybe can play some catch up if Tampa Bay falls to the Saints. So that's that. Next game up: Green Bay Packers at Chicago Bears. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers, guys. what what are the odds that Chicago even at, even with the record of three and nine, even with a record of three and nine? They, their offense looked watchable for, for over the last month. Justin Fields, I have no clue if, he, if he's even going to be playing. It, it remains to be seen right now. I, I don't even know if Justin Fields is going to be playing for this game and how he's going to play for this game with that shoulder injury of his. But Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, and I'm not just picking the, the Green Bay Packers based off their his past performances, but the Chicago Bears defense does have – they don't have anything to offer to counter Aaron Rodgers and the Packers' offense, which obviously can be an, an anemic at times. This is one of those games with Christian Watson, Lazark. This is one of those games where they can, they can have themselves a hell of a performance against the Bears. They're going to run laps all over the Bears' defense. That has been um, pretty dreadful to watch. Very, very, very dreadful to watch. The only thing that can give the Bears some hope is maybe maybe stay stay up in the game. I don't see I, I don't know what the hell the Bears can do to even win this game. I, I don't think so. And Green Bay didn't look bad against the Eagles. You gotta understand that too. This is not a good matchup for the Bears at all. The fact that this is a the fact that this game is minus three for, for Green Bay. What is this minus three or minus four? It don't matter. I think the, I think the line is too low. I think Green. I don't care how bad Green Bay has played at times in the season. They have a much better roster than the Bears. Much better, much much better quarterback, regardless. I got Green Bay easily. That is of course unless they shit their pants. But I doubt that. I doubt that'll happen. This is a rivalry game either way. Next game up, Jacksonville Jaguars at Detroit Lions. Um in terms of playoff positioning, this reminds me a lot of the Atlanta-Pittsburgh game. Teams that are no they are no driver's seat to get to the playoffs, you wouldn't bet your money on them to get to the playoffs. It's possible they're not going to be in the playoffs, but they're still somewhat there. They still have an opportunity. The Jacksonville Jaguars and the Detroit Lions, they're teams that you look at their season so far, and they probably were a couple games away from being in the playoffs. But other than that, these are these are two very fun teams to watch. Good offenses to watch. Uh, both young teams in ways with young players. Look, I. if I was just picking the game, I would pick Detroit. I want to pick Detroit. I, I think Detroit, you kind of know what you're going to get. Their are, there are offense, I don't want to say they're more electric, but man, they... When they're on, they're on. They're tough to stop. Oh, and by the way, Jamison Williams is going to, I believe he's, I believe Jameson Williams is going to make his debut, his NFL debut. That is going to be awesome. He was arguably, arguably the best receiver coming out of that class. Um, they took a risk on, they took a risk on him knowing he had a torn ACL. This is going to be good. Travis Etienne, he's questionable for this game. He will be a huge factor. Remember, I don't, believe I don't believe he even played the no no he played the last game I think he was injured towards the end of the last game against Baltimore This is a tough one to predict This is a tough one to predict I'm going with Jacksonville I'm going with Jacksonville I, I believe if 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 Trevor Lawrence is the man that we think he is and I'm not just saying oh if he plays like he played last week no 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 Trevor Lawrence played last week like he looks like an, a franchise quarterback a guy who's going to be the future of the franchise. The guy who looks like the number one pick. He plays like that again. He plays like he's like he, like how he's supposed to play. You have Travis Etienne, who's one of the better running backs in this damn league. The Jacksonville Jaguars should be able to win this game. The, Jags, the Jacksonville Jaguars have enough talent on this team to be winning games like this. No offense to Detroit. They're a tough, tough, brutal team. I could see this game going either way. I have my money on Jacksonville. If Jacksonville doesn't win this game, something's wrong. I, I have a feeling that whoever loses this game is going to lose in the most bizarre way. They're going to they're going to find the most bizarre way to lose this game. But I feel like Detroit. If you look at both teams, Jacksonville they've played a little better for longer stretches. They they suck at closing games out. So yeah, give me Jacksonville. next game up ooh, Oof. now this is one of the big ones this is one of the big ones it's a one o'clock game it could mm, along with the along with the next game i'm about to well along with one of the other games i'm about to call it's one of the better one o'clock games you can find hey not every game could be a three four in the afternoon but this is one of those games that you could you could argue should have been flexed out to a better game uh, to a better position in the afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, the New York Jets versus the Minnesota Vikings. This is going to be awesome. Sauce Gardner versus Justin Jefferson. I mean, it doesn't get better. They, they're, you could argue who the best corner in football is right now. I don't think Sauce Gardner is the best yet. I think Sertan, you could argue, still better. <laughs> um... Maybe you could argue Trayvon Diggs is still better at this point. Honestly, honestly, now that I come to think about it, I, I don't know, I, I don't know who else. I don't know who else you put in there. There's there's good corners. There's good corners, and obviously good young up and coming corners like J.C. Horn and Tariq Woolen. There's other solid corners around the league too, like J.C. Jackson and. Traverius Ward, but Sauce Gardner's arguably already cemented himself among one of the best corners in the National Football League, and he's playing against, in my opinion, the number one receiver in the National Football League. We're talking about one of the best offenses in the league against one of, if not one, if not the best defense in football, the New York Jets, who, yes, everybody, including me, has said, if they can have an average quarterback, who, yeah, he doesn't maybe doesn't have the, possess the natural talent that a top pick would have, but doesn't have too many lows and doesn't have too many um, too many wo- doesn't open up too many wounds throughout games. You can have you can have yourself a quarterback that's going to keep you in games. It's not going to fuck shit up for you. They should be fine. The New York Jets are going to be in the playoffs just with that alone. I have the New York Jets winning this game, guys. Look, the Minnesota Vikings, and this is no, this is not a knock on Minnesota. I, I know. have pe- anybody who listens to this is probably has probably come to the conclusion that I hate the New York Jets. I mean, the, excuse me, the Minnesota Vikings. I do not hate the Minnesota Vikings. I just believe they're a little bit overrated. I believe they are not a Super Bowl contender. I don't care what the hell their record says they are. They are not a Super Bowl contender. I'd I, I bet the Jets winning more. Um, I'd bet the Jets having Super Bowl higher Super Bowls than the Minnesota Vikings. Issue is Jets playing the AFCs. Vikings already wrapped up their fucking division. There's a difference. I, I think this defense is going to really get to them. They stopped the run very, very well. They're not going to let Dalvin Cook rush rush for over 100 yards. Justin Jefferson, I think, is going to have himself a solid game. He ain't going to Cook, Sauce Gardner. Um, I don't think he's going to be locked down either. But Christian Derrissaw being out, that's going to hurt. Anytime you're you're missing your best offensive lineman, it's going to hurt against a legit defense like the Jets. Now, this is not an easy pick, but... Let's be honest. If Mike White comes down back to earth, this could be a tough one for the Jets. But this is this pick is based really based on Mike White just being average in this game and not fucking shit up for this team and not throwing for two picks. And, you know, as long as they can continue to get the run going, I have a really good feeling about the Jets winning on the road. They're a much more physical team than the Vikings are. And that's the bottom line in this game. I really do. Garrett Wilson, hey, look out. He could have himself another monstrous game. Next game up. Washington Commanders and New York Giants. This, like the, like the Jets Vikings game, obviously it's it, it's an interesting matchup, a really good offense against a really good defense. Um, the star players obviously brings a lot of intrigue. But the commanders giants. Uh, this was the laughing stock bowl last season, but it ain't too much of a laughing stock anymore. These two teams are in the driver's seat to make the playoffs, but nothing has been guaranteed. And out of the commanders, the Giants, and the Seahawks, one of those teams is going to miss the playoffs, unfortunately, for one of those teams. And the, the Washington commanders right now are one of the hottest teams in, in the whole fucking league. Started off one and four they've been 6 and 1 ever since. They have the best defensive line in in the NFL. Sorry Philadelphia. Sorry San Francisco. But it's true. They have the best. They have the best defensive tackle combo in uh, uh Jonathan Allen and uh Deron Payne and Sweat there. I believe Chase I believe Chase Young is coming back in this game. I feel like every week we say Chase Young's coming back. It, it's unbelievable the talent they have. The O-line has obviously played better. Brian Robinson's a monster. They they just have so much talent on their team and a good coach, a good coach who's been to to a Super Bowl in Ron Rivera. The Washington Commanders are playing on another level right now. Meanwhile, the New York Giants, while there are no scrubs, I believe they've now lost three of the last four games. (laughs) And I believe that it's going to continue. I think the Commanders – they're, They're the healthiest they've been in a while. The Giants, they've had issues with health. Oh, have they had their issues with health so far? A Dory Jackson is going to be out for this game. The questionable list is always crazy. Darius Lighton's questionable. Uh, Coughlin's questionable. Bellinger's questionable. It's insane. It's insane. The, the commanders are basically going to have Trey Turner out. Antonio... Gibson and Chase Young are unquestionable. It's just they're, they're two trends completely opposite directions. It's why I'm picking Washington. I'm picking the Washington Commanders. They are playing much better right now, easily, easily. I believe the, I believe the New York Giants are a, a good team. They're very well coached, but they're playing higher than the sum of parts. Next game up, and and by the way, like if I if I didn't already bring it up, yes, that game is incredibly important for a wild card spot. Not only positioning, but guys, if the Giants lose, that opens up a big opportunity for the Seattle Seahawks. And I believe the Seahawks are a better team than the Giants. Yeah, they they played today. They played three times. I believe Seattle wins two of the three. But oh boy so jets vikings was a big one commanders giants um ain't they ain't no super bowl contenders but both teams could be in the playoffs but the tennessee titans at philadelphia eagles it is going to be a hell of a football game The, the philadelphia eagles on paper are a better team and they've played better this season they are a super bowl contender I'm calling upset alert. I think the Tennessee Titans are going to go to Philadelphia and upset the Eagles. Oh, I'm calling it. The Philadelphia Eagles are a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. A five-and-a-half-point favorite. and Basically, what I'm calling is the Titans are my biggest underdog of the week, especially to win. I don't know, man. The way Tennessee's been able to stop the run this season – it's it's going to, and I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is gonna have himself an off day, but sometimes their pass game's a little hit and hit and miss. They'll have some amazing big throws to uh, Devontae Smith and to AJ Brown, but they're they can be off a little bit at times. It's all based on the run game and how well the run game plays, and the pe- and the better the run game plays, it just the passing game just seems to get much much better. They're going up against a team they ain't going to let them run all over them. And they're they're, they're going to play a team who's going to come in and actually play to their advantages. The Tennessee Titans don't play to how you want to play. They're going to play how they want to play. It's going to be an old-fashioned football game. It's going to be a lot of running. It, it's going to be a crazy game. It's going to be a crazy game. It's going to be one in the trenches. And I believe Tennessee, they, they can punch you in the mouth and they can take a punch too. What can hurt Tennessee in this game is if they do fall behind pretty early. Because you know Philadelphia likes to get off to these quick starts. If Philadelphia comes up to a 17-0 lead, that's where Tennessee's character is going to come into question. And how can they fight back? Because they're not known for massive comebacks, but they're a really good football team. They're well coached. Defense has really, really impressed me too. Not just the past and how they were able to stomp the run game. But the old Lions played better, way fucking better than I was expecting. That's going to be the key right there. That's going to be the key. I'm talking all this shit about how uh, Tennessee's is going to be able to stop Philly's run game. Well, can Philly – I mean, oh, excuse me. Can can Tennessee stop Philly's run game? I don't know, but can Tennessee stop – what the – wait. Can Philly stop Tennessee's run game? That's the question. I'm I'm confusing myself right now. That's the thing. Derrick Henry, watch out, man. He, he didn't have himself a big game last week. Cincinnati really put the clams on him. Other than that big play that was not even – it wasn't a rushing play. It was it was a passing play. So, yeah, I got Tennessee winning this game. and And that opens up a huge spot up in the NFC. Minnesota wins and, t- and Philadelphia loses. Minnesota, even even though they're not winning on tiebreaker, they have an opportunity to get the first seed. But forget Minnesota. Dallas is, will only be a game back from Philadelphia, and they still get to play them again in Dallas. So, just want to keep an eye on next game up. So I believe. Oh yeah, we're still in the one o'clock games. Denver Broncos at Baltimore Ravens. Easy pick. Baltimore. Uh, their uh eight point favorite. I'm not hundred percent sure they'll cover. I like the original I like the original spread, six and a half for Baltimore. Eight uh, I think eight's a little too high. If there's one thing about the Ravens, it's their offense has been a little bit disappointing recently, the last couple weeks. Anytime they run a Anytime they run up against a pretty good defense, you, know, you can tell. You can tell. And I, and I think Denver's defense, while they're not playing at the highest level the last couple weeks, you could just argue they're burnt out at this point. They're not going to score much points on, on the Ravens. They won't. The Ravens' defense is playing pretty well, pretty legit. Yeah, this is going to be an ugly game, low scoring. But Baltimore is just a completely better team right now, much better coach, and have a much better quarterback. And that's what's going to make the difference in this game. But – yeah, it, Denver just has too many injuries, too, at this point. Not only are they playing bad, not only are they insulting their own fan base with some of these performances, but it feels like the whole lineup is out. It really does. Jonathan Harris and Hamler and Andrew Beck. Jerry Judy's uh, questionable. Cortland Sutton's questionable. They're super thin at receiver right now, the, the Denver Broncos. And against that secondary of the Ravens, that, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. But yeah, I, I, as as long as Kyle Hamilton and Humphrey are able to play, it's a wrap for the Ravens. It, they they got this. I'd be shocked if something else happens. Next game up: Cleveland Browns at Tennessee. Oh, what the fuck I say, Tennessee. Cleveland Browns at Houston Texans. Uh, this game is interesting for other reasons, maybe non-football related reasons. But Deshaun Watson's going back to Houston, and literally his first game as a as a Cleveland Brown. I have no clue how this is going to go exactly, but give me Cleveland. Um, the spreads minus seven for Cleveland. Look, the game's going to be a little closer than you would have than you would think. That's a lot of rust that Deshaun Watson has to break off, and Houston is going to. I think there's going to be an emotional. There's gonna be an emotional side to this. That he, Houston's gonna to want to kick his ass. They're just not good enough. They're just not good enough. It's it's the bottom line. I, Houston as one of the worst forget this. They're not only one of the worst defenses in the entire league, the Houston Texans, but they're the worst rush defense in the entire league. Nick Chubb. And Kareemah are going to run laps all over these guys. Deshaun Watson might not have to do a whole lot in this game. This is not the game where he has to break his rust necessarily. This is to get his feet wet. And what a better way to do it against his former team. Yeah, I wouldn't say Cleveland by a mile, but I think Cleveland wins. Next game up, Seattle Seahawks at the LA Rams. Look, I have Seattle winning. I don't know if I'm missing something right now, but the whole media right now is uh, making this game a bigger deal than it should be. You know, they're, they look, everybody's making it a big deal because the, the, the explaining is that, well, the Rams have always given Seattle a hard time. I understand that shit. The Rams have always given, um, at, at least since, since B. Carroll became the coach of Seattle, the Rams have always gave, um, the Rams have always gave the Seahawks a brutal time. But, guys, this, this Rams team, are you joking? I mean, this this Rams team is a shell of its old self right now. I don't want to hear that shit. Aaron Donald's not even playing. Matthew Stafford is not going to be playing. On top of that, obviously no Cooper Cup. It's a completely depleted team. As if they were, they were already losing what their star players were out there. I think this game can get pretty ugly. I don't believe Seattle is elite enough or um, established enough to uh, to to just go in here and, and you know put put their foot down their throats. I, I don't know if Seattle's that kind of team yet. I believe this game's gonna be a little closer. I think a seven point uh seven point spread's a little too high for Seattle. I think the Rams will. I think they'll be on the under. But Seattle still wins this game. Their run game's, the run game's too good. I, whoever the hell plays for the whoever whoever the hell plays quarterback for the Rams is in for a handful. I know Seattle's defense has been a little sketchy now for the last couple weeks. But they just, it's just a much better roster right now. And on top of that, Seattle has to be fucking kidding themselves right now after the after the performance they gave up to Josh Jacobs last week. That was a really hurtful loss to the Raiders. a very hurtful loss. Like right now they'd be they'd be in a good spot to make the playoffs, but yeah, that that loss had a hurt. And look, the silver lining here for the Seahawks is not only do you win this game, Washington and the Giants are gonna play each other. It doesn't fucking matter. They need one of them to just to lose. To just lose somehow. because keep in mind Washington and uh, the New York Giants, they're going to play again they're going to play each other again in 2 weeks <laughs> would you believe that they're going to play each other in 2 weeks so it, it helps Seattle one way or another as long as they continue to win though now another massive game you could argue this is uh look honestly there's four mega heavyweight showdowns like legit backburners, uh slobber knocker kind of games. I mean Tennessee, Philly, Jets, Vikings, and then there's Miami Dolphins at San Francisco 49ers. It doesn't get better than this. The hottest offense in the league against I would what I would call the number one defense in the entire league. And, and the hottest defense, too, in the league. I mean, are you joking? The San Francisco 49ers didn't even give up a fucking point their last game to the Saints. Um, in the second half, they're nearly unstoppable. They, they, they look the 85 Bears every second half recently. This is going to be amazing. The Apprentice against the, the teacher, man. Mike McDaniel going back to where it all began, or oh, to where he was last year, at least, and, and play against... His mentor in in Kyle Shanahan. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. There's so many ways I can go about this. I've been back and forth with this game. Look, San Francisco on paper. And just, if you just ask me right away, I I got San Francisco. The more I think about it every time, I just end up picking Miami. Miami's one of those teams that you pick against them to win. Miami, oh my God. they're they're a tough team. They're a tough team. They have their flaws to them. You the defense could have always played better this season. Their O line, I think that's gonna be a little vulnerable for this game. But you gotta understand Tua gets through Tua gets rid of the ball like in fucking two seconds. He gets rid of the ball in two seconds. How much is the pass how much damage will the pass rush will be able to get? Um if that's where that were to happen. I don't know, man. Damico Ryan's this defense, they got a handful. <laughs> having to stop Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle—it it is no easy task. No easy task. There's so many crazy matchups for this game. So many crazy matchups for this game. The run game of San Francisco, I think they're going to end up having themselves a hell of a game. Oof. Oof, this is tough. I think this game is going to be a super, super close game. I went back and forth. I'm going. I'm sticking with San Francisco. I think they're gonna win themselves a super close game. Nothing would shock me in this game. But I got the San Francisco 49ers. I I I think they will they're a lot better in the trenches. Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill are gonna have solid games, but they can't fucking go for 150 yards every single time game if they did they might as well make them the AFC favorites at this point but they they're gonna they're gonna need to run the ball at least man they're gonna need a they're gonna need to give some different looks to San Francisco's defense they're really gonna have to go and give out their full arsenal on the other hand San Francisco I, I think they're gonna be able to punch him in the mouth now Jimmy it's up to Jimmy Garoppolo too no shit but oh this is this is a tough one this is a really, really good game. We're talking about two teams that are contenders, you could say. The Miami Dolphins are basically a contender at this point. The San Francisco 49ers are a lot of people's picks in the NFC. This is a really good game. Oh, I'm sticking with the 49ers, but, man, this is this is a fucking big one right here. And speaking of big ones, you could call this maybe the main event of the day. The Kansas City Chiefs at Cincinnati Bengals. Now, this one for sure, I couldn't come up with a winner. I have the winner, but this is this was not easy. My initial instinct was Kansas City. There's nothing you can do to stop them on defense. I mean, on offense. There's nothing you can do to stop Cincinnati on the offense either. But let's be honest. You kind of know what you're going to get out of Cincinnati. You don't know what the fuck Kansas City's going to do to you. You know they're going to give it to Kelsey, and after that, they have so many tricks up their sleeve. I'm not going to count the record against each other. I understand. I get it. Kansas City already lost twice last year to the Cincinnati Bengals. I fucking get it. It doesn't mean the Bengals are a better team than the Chiefs. It does not. But this is also about trends. The Bengals are playing red, red hot. They're getting Jamar Chase back. The Chiefs, there's one vulnerability to this team. It's uh, their pass defense, and what do the Bengals love to do more than anything? Yeah, they look, like they like to throw the fuck out of that football. It, it's a favorable matchup to the Bengals in a way. But my my question is, can Cincinnati? What can Cincinnati do to stop Travis Kelsey? Too, it, it, it's I, I have no fucking clue. I'm picking Cincinnati. <laughs> I didn't want to do this. I had. T- I had Kansas City all week. I had Kansas City all week, but no, no, no. I'm I'm gonna keep it 100. I think Cincinnati wins this game. I think it's gonna be a playoff time, playoff type atmosphere. They're gonna give the Chiefs every punch they can, and you gotta understand the Chiefs losing this game that would mean they would have lost to the Bengals and the Bills. I don't think the I don't think the Bengals can beat the Chiefs in the playoffs of this year. I think this Kansas City team is better than last season's version. I will stick to that assumption. And I think in the playoffs, the Kansas City Chiefs will beat the Bengals. I don't care how they go into the playoffs. The Chiefs will beat the Bengals in the playoffs. I don't know if they'll be able to do it tomorrow. I think the Chiefs are running hot. I mean, the Bengals are running pretty hot. We'll see. We'll see, man. It's going to be awesome. It is going to be an awesome game, but I, I, I like Kansas City in the playoffs. For now, I think you can you, you can call it for the Bengals at home. Um, next game up, the Los Angeles Chargers at Las Vegas Raiders. Give me the Raiders. I like the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, the Chargers won the opening game of the season against the Raiders, but the Chargers don't look. The Chargers are one of the most—they're one of the most untrustworthy teams to even to even pick. The Raiders are playing—I um, can't say they're playing like a fucking contender, but they're playing decent football now. They're winning. They're a lot more hot than the Chargers are. The Chargers, there's no consistency. At least the Raiders are starting to look up now. They're playing at home. Obviously, they want to avenge the opening day loss. And this is where the Raiders make a run. This is where teams like the Raiders make a run. They went they went tomorrow. They're at 5-7. and seven. All of a sudden, they, they kind of have a shot to get to, into the playoffs. So, yeah, give me the Raiders in this game. And Josh Jacobs, he might be ready for this game. Indianapolis Colts at Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are 11 point favorites now. Um, I can't say I agree, I agree or disagree. The Colts aren't a bunch of bums or scrubs. That they're a decent football team. This is just a terrible matchup for the Colts. Their offensive line and their quarterback, who hangs on to the football forever, is going up against one of the most, well, probably the most elite pass rush in the league. It's, it's not going to be pretty, man. It ain't gonna be pretty. Matt Ryan ain't escaping no damn pressure. They're gonna get, they're gonna get every sack in the world they want in this game. Indianapolis' best shot of winning, and their defense is kind of solid too. But what what's gonna end up happening in this game is Dallas is, eventually they're just gonna have the ball a lot longer than the Colts are. They will. I think the Colts might be able to make a couple stops on the Dallas offense, but eventually they're just gonna get worn out. Their, their offense might not hold on to the football very long, Indianapolis. Unless Jonathan Taylor is able to have himself a vintage Jonathan Taylor performance, I don't see this game going the way the Colts would hope for. It. And the Cowboys are wearing their freaking red stripe helmets. I don't want to see it anymore. They fucked up against Broncos last year. Yeah, I, I don't want to get into that. Dallas by a mile. But just keep in mind, the Indianapolis Colts, their season's on the line here, basically. And uh, Jeff Saturday—he's he's not a shitty coach. Game management, maybe, maybe not his thing, but he's not a shitty coach. Their defense could give him a shot. They need to cost. They need. They need to cost turnovers. Anytime you're an underdog like this, you need turnovers. You always need a little bit of luck, man. The New Orleans Saints at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I had the Saints. But I had the Saints losing this game. As, as the game creeps closer, actually, the, the Vegas odds are agreeing with me. They dropped the odds a little bit. Tampa Bay is now a four-point favorite. Look, on paper, the Bucks should be able to handle the, the New Orleans Saints. The Saints defense is really not the same anymore. Um, I, I think Brady could have himself a big game. Look, they're the home team. This Saints team, by no means are they the same team from the past. I have no fucking clue why this is even a close one. I have no fucking clue. Unless Brady throws for three interceptions, I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will handle the Saints. It's going to be a close game for no reason. But the, the Bucs should be able to handle this game. They have too many weapons right now. And it feels like the Saints, every game, it, it, it's somebody new on the injury report. Matter of fact, I can't even pull the injury report. They don't even have it up because of the Monday night game. Well, because the game's on Monday night. But... I don't see New Orleans anymore. Their season's on the line. If if this game is closed, it's because they, there is a lot of urgency for the New Orleans Saints. But I don't see it anymore, dog. I really don't see it anymore. The Saints are done for the year. They're going to have a long off season to think about it. If they win, it doesn't shock me. It's a rivalry game. And you got to understand, too, if the Saints win this game, it can open up a big rabbit hole in that NFC style. Um, especially if the Falcons are able to beat the Steelers. And you got to understand the Saints win this game. They're only a half game back from the Buccaneers. That would be fucking incredible if that were to happen. But I just don't see it. I think I I just don't see Tampa Bay and Tom Brady five and seven. I just really don't see it. Somebody's got to win that division. But I think Tampa Bay, they have too many good players. They're their roster is far above better than all the other teams in the NFC South. No offense. And they have the better quarterback in that in that division. So, gave me Tampa Bay with the over. So, yeah, that should be it for me. Those are some big games. <laughs> Those are some massive massive games. With massive massive in playoff implications. Um I'm trying to look right now, just from the fucking top of my head, who who's on bye week? The Arizona, I believe, the Arizona Cardinals are on bye week. Um, again, I'm literally the Carolina Panthers are on bye week. I think those teams might be it. If I'm not wrong, those teams might be. I think those teams are. I think that's it. I think those are the only teams that are on bye week. The Cardinals and the Panthers. We're not missing out on much. We're not missing out on a whole lot. So, yeah, this is going to be a hell, a hell of a weekend, um, of a Sunday of the NFL. I hope everybody, hope all my Slams had a great Saturday. I hope they're all having a great weekend. I hope they had a great last week. And. I will see everybody either Monday or Tuesday. Oh, I I will be doing the podcast, at least for sure Monday. So tune in Monday, see my reactions for the Sunday games and what the fuck goes on. It's going to be it's going to be a lot going on. Yeah, that's it for me this slime. How did I say this slime is out. Good night.